Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Konnichiwa! Konnichiwa! Alright, hello everybody and welcome to another exciting episode of Talk to Keiki. We have a lot to talk about as this is probably going to be how long this lasts. We have no idea until we got cancelled. We'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> I'm Matthew, your host for the for the evening. And to join me is another podcaster, the Kohai of the anime podcast, Ethan. What's going on? Am I really a Kohai, bro? Like uh, I'm I the senpai here, damn it. <laughs> I, I, uh, bro, I don't know, bro. Uh... Eh, whatever. I'm like Urumichi Oni-san. I'm gonna choke you. <laughs> no, chill. No, that is not our type of mixer. Incorrect. Okay, you want to be Urumichi? That's fine. I'll be Takeru. Takeru Onichan. <laughs> In case you ever realize that this is one of our favorite animes of the season, which I, I haven't. Uh, been, I, I am behind. I did not watch. I didn't get a chance to watch yesterday's episode, so I am behind. Oh, it is so good though. This is easily in, in my top five for the season. Oh, and it probably is in my top five as well. Um, right now, and we'll talk about it in a little bit. Fucking uh, remake is my number one, but um, yeah. in any case, let's just go ahead and uh, get started before we our our, our sponsors fucking get angry. Like, You're taking too long, man. I I know. I know. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Okay. And that's all, folks. Have a good night. <laughs> all right, we're done. Goodbye. All right. Anyway, we got we got a lot to talk about. Not a lot of time. Let's get right down to it. Uh, unfortunately, I did not watch The Stranger by the Shore due to time restraints on uh, work. Mm-hmm. So because of this, I'm going to try to hold it off till Sunday because mm-hmm. my job sucks. I'm doing it picked up because Amazon's a piece of shit. Fuck Jeff Bezos. He's in space. I, I don't get do a GoFundMe so I can go to space and slap him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it like that. That'd be that'd be fine with me. But uh, anyway, we have watched another movie. We're going to talk about that. Words bubble up like soda pop. Mm, soda pop. That's such a good it's, movie. Uh, it's uh, available on Netflix worldwide. Uh, we are happy to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethan has been gushing about it. He's been creaming his jeans for it. And I don't know about that. Uh, secretly, probably. Anyway, let's have you rave about it for us. For the, for yes, the, for the people. For, the for, people. for you lovely people, all 10 of you that listen. No, I'm just kidding. There's a little bit more than you guys. A little more than 10, we, we think. In any case, words bubble up like soda pop. Um, Matthew, let me ask you right off the bat: Do you think the the um the boy, the the protagonist of the of the of the movie, do you think he's on the autistic spectrum or no? Who, Jerry? Yeah, I didn't see this socially awkward. Okay. Uh, like, and, and he uses the headphones to chat aloud and calm himself by talking in haiku. Yeah, like, I don't know. There are aspects of it that, to me, made it feel like it, he might be on the spectrum. Like, he may be high-functioning. Well, I don't know, but you figured they would have talked about it, too. Maybe. Yeah, I, perhaps. Yeah. It, it might be subtle. I mean, you know, there are the cases nowadays where people don't realize that they're on the spectrum until they're much older. And when right. they realize it, they're like, holy shit, this makes total sense why I felt this way half my life. So, 
I don't know. I had that thought. But in any case, the story follows um, a 16-year-old, I think he's 16, uh, named Cherry. Uh, Cherry is, as Matthew alluded to, very socially awkward. Um, He doesn't express himself well. The only way he expresses himself is through haikus. Um, And basically, he's working a summer job at an old folks home in a mall. Um, I believe it's in Oda Prefecture, right? If I was not. Uh, I believe so. <laughs> in Oda Prefecture um, in Japan, obviously. So um, in any case, so the story follows him as he works his job and through a chance encounter through one of his friends who is uh, basically a shoplifter at the mall that he works at. Um, through a chance encounter, he meets a girl named Smile. Smile is a year uh, younger than him and she is a um, uh, influencer. She's a social media influencer. However, she's super duper self-conscious about the fact that she has buck teeth. Uh, she was basically kind of like an idol-esque person and she realized when she was, uh, had her insecurity, she wears a mask, she uh, got braces and all of that. So the story follows them as um, as they fall in love and you see the, the various ups and downs of teen love and, and social awkwardness. Um, and, and one of the main things that helps build this love is um, one of the old men that Cherry takes care of. Um, uh, I forget his name now. Do you remember his name? Oh, the, the older, the older gentleman. Yeah. The old man. Yeah. The old man. I can look it up. Give me a second. I can look it up, but okay. Um, anyway, but as we go for that. Yeah. Uh, Fujiyama. So he takes care of a man named Fujiyama who owns a record store and he's missing one particular record. Um, and uh, uh, Yama Yamasakura is what it's called. Uh, the record is called Yamasakura. And that, that's a central theme of the series uh, of uh, Yamasakura. And so they're basically throughout the summer, they fall for each other. And as um, they're closing the record shop, because obviously Fujiyama-san is old. Um, they try to find the record and you see the tale of basically them trying to put pieces together to try and find the record and what happens if they find the record and, and all of that. So that's basically a story. Um, in terms of watching it for me, I thoroughly enjoyed it. There were so many different aspects of the movie that I enjoyed. The, the musical composition, which is, again, one of the focal points of the show of the of the, the movie is stupendous in my opinion it's very very well done um it's it helped every uh musical choice helps elevate the, the 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 theme of that particular scene whether that be sadness happiness quirkiness um uh, affection disappointment um everything coincided together very well the animation was also very unique it's done in that uh, netflix style animation so it looks a little bit if anybody has seen great pretender um that animation style is similar to what you'll see in words bubble up like a soda pop um except it also mixes in the the, the movie style anime that everybody's more closely accepting of like from the shows like your name and things like that where um you see vivid pictures and um and different scenes where you get a whole area, a large area, and it's very detailed, very, very specific in terms of what you're looking at in particular. And it's unique because it mixes in with that great pretender style anime, I think. And it looks very nice. And the other thing that this, because, you know, if you think of the the story, words bubble up like a soda pop, if, especially if you look at the animation as well, um, it's bright, it's vivid, it's full of uh, very poppy colors, yellows, blues, pinks. Um, very, very astute uh, colors that really like show up and are very pronounced on your screen. 
so those are things that I all enjoyed. But of course, everybody watches a movie for the story, and the story is great. Uh, again, the way I described it may not do it justice, but just on principle of the fact that you see the socially awkward boy and, and the struggles he goes through to break out of his shell and the girl who's really self-conscious about herself but finds herself slowly but surely falling for him and falling for him. And then you see the moments where there's disappointment between the two, um, misunderstandings and miscommunications that lead to really sad moments where you see both of them just cry and be upset. Um, it, it really gets to you. And then, you know, anything I think involving old people will always get me because, you know, I miss my grandparents and I think anybody right. out there who loves old people will think about their family members or uh, older folk that have affected them or, or been a part of their lives. Um, the the dynamic with uh, Yamazaki, I'm sorry, Fujiyama, my bad, Fujiyama, Fujiyama right. um, is very, very touching. It, it really, it rings deep where you see a, a man who um, is missing this record. And the record, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody out there, but the record means so much, so much, so much to that to that old man and, and what happens when and I'll, I'll spoil this they do find the record eventually when they find the record and what happens and then like the, the, there's a twist when they find the record and the twist is like no what the fuck and you get like upset watching it not like yeah boohoo upset but like just you get like it, your heart breaks when that thing happens pun intended right and um to see how they how he overcomes that, how the gang overcomes that. And it sets up the finale and the finale is beautiful. Everything about that finale to me was great. Um, art, music, animation, uh, storytelling, beautiful. And, and one of the most amazing things, I don't know if I can call this a spoiler, but one of the most amazing things is the haikus that you see throughout the, the movie. There's a final haiku and it, 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 ties everything so perfectly together and and god damn it really is really really good shit dude like i thoroughly enjoyed it if i was crying like a baby i mean i cry easily but i was crying like a baby watching the fucking watching this movie i gave it five stars just on principle of the fact that it made me so emotional and it made me so happy watching uh watching this movie it's a it's a movie with a happy ending so for those who don't like sad endings don't worry you're gonna get a nice fulfilling ending um i really wish this was kind of done in like an anime style because i would love to see more of what happens with cherry and and um and smile because of the the circumstance for cherry there's a circumstance involving cherry that really puts things in, into perspective and really strains their relationship between the two so i would love to see what happens after the fact like do they stay together um or do they does he move back like this and you know i guess that's one of the beauties of anime is where you can have these questions and you can have fan opinions and fan ideas and you see like the fan made pictures of them like when they're older with kids and whatever the fuck like but you know just stuff like that i really wish we, we could see something further or I wish there was more to this story, but just as it is, it's fantastic to me. And I gave it five stars. Um, I know you didn't like it as much, so I'll let you explain why that is, but just a button on a, a wonderful fucking movie. Just, <laughs> I, I can't recommend it enough, especially if it's on Netflix. Netflix is so widely available. It's not right. something that you have to torrent. It's not something you have to go to the movie theater. It, it's on there and it's short. It's only an hour and a half. It's not one of these long movies. That's going to drag and drag and drag. It's very direct and it, it's a very good movie. All right. Uh, I didn't dislike it, but I just didn't love it as much as you did. Mm -hmm. uh, it, I, it's still enjoyable to me. That's why I gave it a three and a half. That's so, uh, three, just three and a half seems so meh. It's a good score, but it just seems meh. I, I, I mean, if we did a quarter, it would have been three, three and three quarters. But 
I'm doing half. And this... all, right, all, right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, it's just one of those. Uh, like, like we know. The, the, at the end of the day, it's just the story of self confidence for the kids. Mm-hmm. Like Cherry smiles, but mm-hmm. we. But it's more the fact that I've seen that already, and better. Like I saw better compared to that. Everything else is good though. Outside Tell of the me something better than that so I can watch it because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, it's, not, it's off the top of my head, but I'm saying, like, in general, it's stuff that raises with self confidence. I'll tell you later. Is this, I guess, okay, that's my tongue in terms of names, but it's like one of those, like, I've seen it. Like, you see this in shows, you see this in series, you see this in yeah. just about anything. Like, again, raising self confidence, everything. Yeah. The, overcoming it. It's just the fact that it was done in an hour and a half or less. It's just okay, in a sense. But yeah. I, did like the, I did like the whole twist of. Like he's moving distance hell type of thing. So it just mm-hmm. it came like a big point, like where the parents says, "Hey, we're moving." It's like you can't do this to me. That type of thing. But he just, knew. That's the I, thing. That's what I said. I said I like it. I liked it like this. I said I thought this part was better. Spoiler alert: the dynamic is that he's moving in between this whole yeah. summer of love. So yeah, Thanks, like, like yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, okay, we we spoil the series in general. We we spoil shows in general as recaps. So. I know, but when it comes to movies, I try not to like. This was just the only thing I was gonna say. So, mm-hmm. right. Anyway, like, like you, like you knew he was moving. This, this nothing. This, this mm-hmm. was nothing that was discussed, mm-hmm. like by the parents telling him. Like it was already set in stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that part of lights it made it seem like what was gonna happen between then. Mm-hmm. Like, is he actually? Is he gonna change his mind? Are the families gonna change his mind later on, or is this they're moving, not coming back? Was the mm-hmm. relationship gonna be with the girl? Mm-hmm. But Smile obviously had a crush on Cherry, and while Cherry, <laughs> ooh, excuse me, while Cherry was just like, ah, didn't give her a concrete answer, but she still assumed it was a yes before how he was acting. Yeah, no, that was that, really sad, and I was like, oh, there's just there's so many, so many points that are just like, no, or ah, like it's kind of not cringy, like cringy, upsetting, but cringy, like oh no, like oh no, like I don't know, it's hard. I'm trying to like say it where you can visualize it versus looking at me making the face that I want to like, pro- right, right, you know, produce. But uh, anyway, uh. Like I said, the the like where the depression part happens, like at the when they find the thing, mm-hmm. uh, like it was, it felt predictable. As soon as I saw it was warped, I was like, "This is yeah, gonna... yeah." As soon as you saw that the that the record was was not the same, yeah. it was like, "Oh no!" And you can have a feeling, and she, you know, she was and, doing... and and the facts where you found it in the room way before they're like, "Oh shit, how did we miss it?" Type of thing. I don't know. I like like I saw I I saw glizzards like okay I okay I see now I put the puzzle together after that. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, I just enjoyed the story of like. I know, know. I know. It's, like I said, that's perfectly fine. I just thought if you like watching it as a movie, it's just generic and nothing new. But in terms of animation stuff like that, it's solid. <laughs> It's great, and like I said, the I appreciated the story more than you did, I think. But I mean, with everything else that the movie does, when it comes to animation, uh, visualizations, um, the, the the musical composition, it's all above average, in my opinion. Like, there's no way you could say that that's average. It's definitely above average, and as far as I'm concerned, yeah. in comparison to, to a lot of other series. And you it, know, at the it, end of, it's still worth watching <laughs> for sure. It's it, especially if you appreciate a story where you know you, if anybody has like self doubt 
doubts about themselves, confidence issues about themselves, um, anybody that experiences social anxiety or 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 any type or doubts themselves in any way. This is a great story for you to be able to, to see and appreciate, you know, character development and growth. It's just something that they they really, especially with Cherry and Smile specifically, the character development was was really, really, really well done for them. Uh, but yeah, uh, overall, uh, like I said, outside that, it was enjoyable. Uh, you loved it. Uh, it's I say it's worth at least one viewing. See for yourself. Uh, also, yeah. what's with that kid in the skateboard? He could have died. I, that was like that. Yeah, whole there's a, at the beginning for those who haven't watched it. You're gonna see a skateboard scene, and in my opinion, I think that's probably one of the most unreal, like unbelievable, not unbelievable, like oh my god, unbelievable, unbelievable, like get the fuck out of here that you'll ever see in anime. And you know, there's a lot of crazy shit you'll see in anime, and I believe that more than I believe this kid fucking on a skateboard falling four stories and not breaking any limbs and staying on the skateboard and continuing riding. Like, like no, it's bad at Jackie Chan. You should have a blown knee, a broken ankle, a, a fucking cracked tibula. People something, injured. Something. People injured. Like, something. And all you ended up yeah. was with a fucking, um, a ripped fucking uh, head off of a fucking, uh, off of a life-size figurine or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that and uh, a mask fell off. <laughs> and a mask fell off. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, how, like, how the, like, yeah, he should have been hospitalized. People should have been suing the, the mall. Yup, yup. I was like, I was like, what the hell? What the fuck? <laughs> it was. That was totally fucking unbelievable. It was like Jackass met anime met God or something. No, no, it was Jackie Chan Adventures when he, when he was being chased around by those goons. <laughs> That's what it was. And they won't leave him alone because he's such a nice guy. Yeah, dude. Like, that wasn't, that was not it, dude. That was not the wave. So, anything else? Uh, no, uh, I think moving on. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on. Please watch it, guys. Please, please, please watch it. All righty. Uh, we're going to talk about something I watched half of before we begin. Uh, hold on here. I have the notes. I feel okay. like you should save that then for like next week, dude. If you only watch half. But, but I will say I am starting B-Star Season 2. Uh, I love it. Okay. Uh, I will... Once I am done watching it, I'm going to talk about it next week. Then Kageki Shoujo. I did not get to the depressing parts yet. It's mm. only episode two. Is there foreshadowing to those, or is they just kind of happen? Do you think? I feel like it's. I feel like it's foreshadowing because you know you know certain stuff about the characters, but not mm-hmm. as much yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to get full detail into that until mm-hmm. we actually I we actually talk about it, or I actually talk about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it it definitely is interesting so far. Uh, the characters aren't aren't bad. Uh, mm-hmm. I, Narada or Sarasa Watanabe, uh, or one of the other girls is a bitch. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, okay, stay tuned for those for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, also that I'm gonna definitely fucking try for Stranger by the Shore because it's been on my watch list. It's just work sucks. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't know about Stranger the Shore, it's um it's a yaoi. So for anybody that's a fan of the yaoi genre, um this might be something good for you. Um Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, definitely got that. And uh all right, before we talk about anything else, we're gonna go take a quick commercial break. The breaks are even shorter now because we gotta save time. <laughs> Saving time. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, we're back, everyone. Fuck our critics. Yeah, that. Fuck them. It's our <laughs> show. It's our show, damn it. God damn it. It makes us happy. Can't believe you want to fucking ah, crush nah, our nah, happiness. Nah, nah, nah. This is America. Oh, don't get me started. I won't. All right. Uh, American viewership drops. Japanese viewership goes up. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about our seasonal continuations from spring first. Indeed, indeed. All right, we're, we're going to start with to- we're going to start with My Hero Academia. Yeah, the, are you, uh, you're not watching My Hero. You just kind of like you're just I, the camera. I, 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 I am watching it. I am watching, watching it. it. I am watching it. I mean, um, it was a good episode. Like, listen, I'm not going to really review My Hero because, to be frank, My Hero just this season hasn't really been. It's not near the caliber of season four. However, I'm going to say this, uh, and th- it's a large complaint that it's not hitting the same the the same notes, the same feels as season four. And you're absolutely right; it's not capturing that whatsoever. However, I'm going to give it a compliment from the standpoint that this is some of the best character development on this show that it's that the show has had since season one. I think like there's a lot of information. There's a lot of building, um, world building, character building, personality building, and that's all needed in anime. I know when people think of my hero, they want to think of, of Deku and overhaul. They want to think of all for one versus all might. Um, I get that. And that's all fantastic. I love it. I right? I love the movies. People hate on the movies because they're not canon and they're, they're meh. I love that because that's where you're going to get the fucking amazing action. But at the same time, I feel that this, that people are shitting all over the series because of the fact that it's just, it's slow when in reality, the character development that it's producing is really, really good and, and really, really captivating. I'm always captivated by these episodes. I'm not excited, but you don't have to be excited to be captivated by something. I feel, you know, there's levels of captivation, but I I'm captivated by a lot of the stuff that I'm learning and seeing from this. And it's, it's going to make, in my opinion, it's going to make the, the fights that will come up that are supposedly coming up very short even more meaningful because of the fact that you're going to understand um the real like meanings and feelings and emotions behind what is going to uh transpire in front of you so that's all i really wanted to say about my hero right but again it's one of those it definitely peaked after uh off one and all my type of thing i don't think it peaked at the end but i think it peaked with deck and overhaul uh, I said, that was the best thing about season four <laughs> Yeah, Deku overhaul that, and Aerie. Yeah, yeah, from the million fight overhaul to the end of that overhaul fight. Yeah. Then overhaul losing his fucking his hands. <laughs> and his fucking powers. Yeah, that. I'm, I'm saying like all of that. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. Like, it, it's savage, bro. And I mean, <laughs> you know, this week, I guess we can do a brief review. This week, Um, the, there's a more expounding on uh, Todoroki's family problems with Endeavor and the family and, and all the stress that Endeavor put them in before he found this new, this new him, basically. And, yes. you know, there's basically confirmation at this point that the uh, that one evil character, that, that's his son. It's like, holy shit, dude. Like, it's pretty wild when you think of it. And again, that's fantastic storytelling where they think this guy is dead or they're recognizing him as dead when in fact he's a fucking, he's one of the fucking lead, deadly, deadliest villains that they have in the League of Villains. Darby, I think his name, right? Uh, Yes. Darby. Yeah, fucking Darby, dude, which is basically his dead brother. Like, 
That's fucking. I think. I think that's basically what I'm gathering from it. You know, if I'm wrong, then somebody please let me know I'm wrong. But that's really what I'm gathering from it. And and just like I said, the storytelling. And and again, I'm a sucker for for animes that tell real life stories. People hate that shit because they want to watch stuff to escape real life. I'm the opposite. I like seeing stuff that portrays real life in, in a more understanding way. And I think anime does that in most cases, at least for someone like me. And so seeing someone who whose father has domestically abused um their mother or or physically abused their kids, um, you know, by definition, they're all pieces of shit. But at the same time, and there comes a point, I guess, because they're all they're all teenagers or older. They're all adults at this point. You know, there comes a point where and, and again, where I, in hopefully in people you find this growth and you find this understanding of what the fuck you did and why you did it and how wrong you were. And that's what Endeavor is going through right now. And there's a case of like understanding feelings and, and compartmentalizing the, the, the ideas and the realities and the difficulties of that from Todoroki and, and his family. And so um, I can appreciate where they're going with that because they're talking about a real life topic. Um, and, and that's something that doesn't get talked about from that instance, things of, of domestic violence and, and all of that. And obviously we condemn that. It's no place for it in any family whatsoever. But, you know, in terms of the emotions and the ideas and moving on, moving forward, you know, trying to find love in someone who is your parent, is your 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 progenitor, the person who made you um, and, and is trying or may and is or may be trying to, you know, apologize through their own methods. Like there's so many variables with that. And it's something that I can appreciate watching as much as other people just want to see fucking, you know, crazy action and explosions and death and shit like that. Like this is cool, too. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, like I said, with Vampire Hero Academia, I think for most, the issue with most people is the build up towards the big stuff. Mm-hmm. Drags in a way. Mm-hmm. But again, it's just more of, it's a shonen. That's how they go. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah, like, it's, it's always going to be all these bunch of characters, a lot of developments. And when you get to the main stuff, it will eventually deliver. Yeah. But it just sucks that you have to suffer through all that. Just try and make it good. With, yeah. with season five, it's just okay. Yeah. yeah. Like the first arc with the team A versus team B. I didn't mind it. It was okay. It wasn't great. It's boring. I don't give a fuck. Like, no, it, it's, not, it's, it's definitely none of that. <laughs> but people were saying that, especially in our group. They're just like, I don't care. Get to the action. I want to see. It, it, it was more, yeah, it was more about Deku learning about One for All, like getting, like actually getting powers from previous owners of One for All. Yeah. And, and then you, then they use Shinso in that regard, and Shinso's great. Yeah. I'm happy to see him back. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, sure. The other fights were just okay. Just, again, Shonen means it's a character growth also because it's, it's for teenagers. So that's it. Mm-hmm. If you're looking mm-hmm. for anything like fucking Quentin Tarantino or anything like that, don't watch Shonen. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just it's just for high schoolers, mm-hmm. and then the other fans that still geek out over this type of genre, which is yeah, still yeah. and and this is why it's popular for a reason. Yeah, because like, that's what DBZ was. That's what Yu Yu Hakusho is. Naruto, One Piece. Yeah. it's all of these. So yeah, and My Hero Academia is this. A part of that, like your yep. Demon Slayer, like yep. yep, Fire Force, all of that. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It's gonna be around till the day we die. 
Way past our lifetime. And beyond, yep. Unless Adebay somehow gets canceled. That fat chance in hell. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, unrelated, now that you mention anime getting canceled and just anime in general moving on, living past, like, how about all those anime references and things in the Olympics, dude? People using theme songs for 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 various sports, uh, cosplaying people on fucking broadcasts. Like, I, I love seeing shit like that, dude. Right. No, I agree. <laughs> Sorry about that. I just something that I just remembered. I, 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 I'm still waiting for the Akira song. <laughs> Yeah, true, true, true. Because, God damn it, Akira predicted it. We're going to get it. Yeah, man. All right, maybe, let's move on. For the end. Let's move on. Let's move uh, on. To uh, your eternity. Yeah, I was going to say to your eternity. So, uh, yeah, I, just, I just watched this literally like 15 minutes before we got on this podcast. And, you know, it was a good episode. Long story short, guys, for episode 15, Fushi fights the knockers again um, after fucking arguing with the girl Toneri for three quarters of the episode. And um, after initially refusing their help and trying to get them to escape, uh, Tonari basically and her friends, along with the villagers who at this point hate Fushi because of the fact that he's not a fucking savage, um, at this point... Um, they help him take down the knockers and Fushi, uh, he loses Gugu in the battle, the, the Gugu form. And after using, uh, turning himself into Parana and using her archery, her supreme archery skills to fucking shoot a, um, a gunpowder laced, uh, arrow into the cracks of the rock, uh, uh, Urgu, is that, uh, Uguru, like what the fuck is the, the bear? Yeah, it's like an Uguru. It was like a giant bear. When you say giant yeah, bear to the bear. Yeah, the giant, the giant rock bear, basically, because he's rock form now at this point. So he's able to shoot it, and then basically all the villagers follow suit. They shoot their arrows at the fucking at the bear, and eventually they demolish the bear. And Fushi's able to reclaim all of his lost figures. So he loses the little the little Nick and Mole Rat. He loses um Gugu in this battle, and he's able to reclaim those along with March, along with uh Uguru, and um Along with uh, who, who else did he lose? He lost somebody else, didn't he? No, it was March the Bear and yeah, he lost March and the Bear in the last one, and then he lost um the Naked Mole Rat or the the, the yeah, and he lost Gugu for a second, and he lost Gugu, yeah. So he's able to reclaim all of his figures, and he's able to also appreciate um, and, and you know that was very, I will say that was very nice when he, as Perona, he's like, I finally got you back, March, and it's pretty, you know, it's that I can understand where that could be touching because of the fact that you know Perona and March are now reunited together wherever they're at, and you know Fushi is basically taking their forms and can interchange between them, and that was very nice. And I guess the principle of of what Toneri said about you know sometimes in order to build you have to accept help from others that was nice too. But I mean right. at this point, like I was bitching you earlier, dude, like the story is annoying like a lot of the story especially the story right. specifically with with toneri and fushi is just fucking aggravating oh yeah it's just i oh, I, 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 I don't like her i don't like her at all oh by the way i did gloss over the fact that uh fushi does get to speak to um to prn and prn basically says like you know i deserve to be here you should get off the island and you should use your ability to um help others I, and she noticed that she sounded like uh like parana like he sounded like parana and he said oh you're parana like oh i bet you she died an honorable death you should honor her death um you should honor yeah, but now but now we know she actually died yes and we do know thanks to um the shadow um the shadow guy that she that he did die and he was a complete dick he's like oh i'm glad she died this early like wow what a what a fucking asshole bro i heard that shit i was like wow you're a fucking piece of shit aren't you like fuck 
But um, yeah, at this point, like that's my biggest gripe is the story. Like it's just ah, like it's just annoying. Like at least this particular one, it, I, the story is still good. The storytelling itself and the writing is good. It's just the way that it's being portrayed. Like I, I hate it. Like I hate seeing guys like I'm gonna win you over with the power of words. Like no, you should slice a motherfucker's throat, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> You should slice a motherfucker's throat. And you were alluding to next week how he's going to face the crazy woman um, who got... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... And hopefully he fucking kills that bitch because fucking fuck her. Um, but it probably won't happen. He'll probably find a way to fucking, like, Naruto talk no jitsu her ass. And I Well, hate- I, well, well I'll say, like, I, I, I can't say about her life and death, but, again, she just worships Fushi. Like, she's not... That ain't stopping. I mean, bro, either way, like, I'm... I knocked it down. I had it at four stars because of the heights and the emotions of the Google arc. And this arc just knocked it down to a three for me. It's going to, it's not going to go any lower. So it's going to be a three. Um, I would give it a three and a half if I, if I could give it half stars on, on analyst, I can't give it half stars on analyst, unfortunately, but I would give it a three and a half. But I mean, you know, it's just, it's not hitting for me, bro. Like, and I get it and I get the story's probably going to get better. I'm still going to watch it. I'm not going to drop it anything right. like that, but it just, it, there's so many other anime that I enjoy far more and it's just not hitting the same. So I dropped it to a three and a half at this point, bro. And uh, that's all I got to say really about a two year tournament this week. Uh, like I said, uh, it's, it, it will eventually pick up, but uh, I guess so start. And I wonder what Granny did like, to say, I deserve to be in jail. Like, who she killed? Who did Pierre uh, kill? <laughs> she mentioned it, bro. Like, she was uh, the doctor that would come over to those girls, like, and they would always do the sacrifices. And they said that it was 10 of them. So, oh, fuck. that's right. All those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, those, I, thought yeah. Some, I, thought, I thought it was for something else. No, it was for Nina, bro. I was, she, like, I was like, maybe when she was she like was 40 the, years old and just oh, doing coke she, and shooting people. <laughs> Oh, bro. No, it was, she was the fake witch doctor. And for 10 years, bro, they fucking, um, when fucking, uh, what's her face? Parano was a child. Her best friend yeah. got taken, bro. Like, yeah, and March, so she yeah. Was part, yeah. No, not March. 10 years before that. Saying, yeah, she offered, like, hey, you're, you're coming with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her her sister, Onichan. And so March became her Onichan after that. And, right. you know, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, all that is why she, and I get that. And I appreciate PRN saying like, yo, I'm where I belong. You know, it's kind of like, I, you know, it's crazy, unrelated, but, but kind of related. Mike Tyson said that when he was talking about jail and he was talking to Jim Gray, the the, the famous sports sportscaster. And he wrote him while he was in jail back in 93 for the, the quote unquote rape. And um, he said, he's like, Jim Gray, like I, I'm in jail, I'm in jail because of this rape. I'm never going to admit if I admit it tomorrow, I can get out of jail and I'm never going to admit something I didn't do, but I'm where I'm supposed to be because I've done things that are worse than what i'm accused of so in at this moment i'm where i belong like, and that was very powerful to hear him like say that and so i guess prn is also pr- basically um exuding that same idea to fushi like i'm where i belong i'm a criminal i always get caught this is where i should be but you should use your life to better people da, 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 da. like i appreciated that yeah no yeah i got i love prn i love the her chemistry with fushi mm-hmm. uh just Tanari is just annoying right now Major, but uh, like I said, uh, we're gonna wait for more. That's very, we're we're not giving up on it. It's just no, we're, we're not gonna give up on it at all. Uh, yeah, we're just being patient down. until it gets juicy. Yeah, I guess. There's five, more, there's five more episodes, by the way, y'all. This is a unique anime where it's not a complete twelve and twelve or a a twelve and two or yeah, just, eleven just, by eleven. It's just straight up 20 episodes. Hopefully there'll be a season two. I imagine there'll be a season two yeah. considering it's still going. But there's only 20 episodes, which is basically a season and a half, which is very peculiar. But um, in any case, that's what we got. So, All righty. Closing thoughts for that. We're good. All right. Now Tokyo Revengers. Revengers. This was a great episode this week. Dude. Oh, an, yes. An episode that didn't 
focus on fucking Takamichi. It was a welcome reprieve. And it gave us, again, anybody that loves, appreciates backstory, it gave us all the backstory we needed to know in terms of of our characters. So if you want right. to expound on that. And now, again, now we got it with, uh, we're getting background story on Toman this time around. Yeah, we get this. So, so it's not about Takamichi. It's not, no. it's not present day. It's just no. actual... When the group was formed, we get Baji mm-hmm. and uh, Kazutora, mm-hmm. all these guys type of thing. Yeah, and, we find uh, out the, the what it was like at the beginning of Tolman. We find out what happens with Baji and Kazutora and why we're here today. And man, after some twists and fucking turns with Mikey's brother and a bike. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, let me get to that. Unexpected, bro. Go <laughs> oh, ahead. Oh, yeah. Kazutora picks up Baji. He's like, hey, we're going to get a gift for Mikey's birthday. They go, really? What gift? Uh, like this bike. By the way, hold on. By the way, real quick, that's after Mikey saved Baji from getting his ass kicked. Like he was. Yeah, like, and, and, and he he's, he was protecting the scooter, yeah. and then yeah. Mikey was like, "Nope, is this is this hurting you? I don't care about it." Yeah, and he fucked up his scooter. And like, dude, you fucked up your scooter. He's like, "The scooter's not worth it if you're if I'm if you're the one getting hurt over it, dude." And he yeah. and they fucked up the whole fucking two of them fucked up a whole fucking biker gang of older guys. Oh yeah, like Jesus Christ, was, that was gangster, bro. That's real friendship right there. He's like, dude, I don't give a shit about anything else as long as my friend ain't fucked up. Like, yo, that was real shit. I appreciate yeah. that shit, Mike. Yeah, so now because of this, Kazutora is like, I'm going to make it up to Maki for his birthday since he destroyed his scooter for me. Like, hey, Bashi, I found this bike, this very rare bike that, uh, yeah, that no one has heard of. Like, well, people have heard of it, but it's not available anywhere. And mm-hmm. they, they go there, they go to the store, the, the bike shop, and they see it up front in the window. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. And then they get there, and they're like, oh, shit, the, they got, it's chained up, so they got to change it. So Kazutora... Sorry, Baji t- changed it up, mm. and when Kazutora was just was was basically walking out, he heard noises like, "Hey, who's here?" Like, "Oh shit, someone's actually here." Uh, mm-hmm. Baji mm-hmm. and, and Baji recognizes the guy, and he mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. as soon as he was about to talk, Kazutora was grabbed the wrench and cracked it over the skull. It's like, mm-hmm. "What are you? Why are you still doing here? We gotta run." Mm-hmm. And Baji says, "Dude, that's Mikey's brother. Mm-hmm. He's dead." And then Kazutora basically went, had a mental breakdown. I was like, nope, nope, this wasn't supposed to happen. I didn't know. <laughs> now I got to kill Mikey. Like, what? I, whoa! Like, like, how's the Mikey's fault? You did it. Like, I'm yeah. pretty sure that bike was going to go to Mikey from his brother. No, I don't know about that, but I mean. I feel like, I feel like that's what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the brother was going to give it to Mikey as a birthday gift. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know, if, I don't know if he built that bike or. Uh, well, it's a custom job, so basically, and he owns the bike shop, so he's got access to the parts, he got the money, all that. Yeah, shit. I was, I was like, he, I'm pretty sure he was building that bike. He knew he he probably read the specs of the bike and knew how to make it. It's like, oh shit, I got these parts, I could probably make it for him. <laughs> he's not making it for Mikey, dude. I don't. I think I get where you're coming from. It's a nice sentiment, but I don't think he's directly making it for Mikey as, as a person. I think it's I, just his but bike. Say, but previously, like, here, take it, try it out. If it works, I'll make more to sell. Basically, <laughs> yeah. I think it's. I think I think we're a bit more like that, but yeah, I don't get where Kazator had the break. Like I had to kill Mikey because of something literally I did. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. and then try to figure out. And Bati was like a be apologetic to Mikey and all that. So now try to figure out where he got that mindset. Where it's, now it's Mikey's fault, even though it was clearly Kazator. Because he's fucking. He went. He went mental. He went absolutely fucking mental, bro. 
Uh, yeah, well, maybe we'll find out more about that. What happened to them when they were in jail? So, probably. Well, you know, Baji wasn't in jail. He, he, I mean, let me phrase that. He, I'm sure he was in jail, but I'm sure he got he got out way quicker than fucking uh, than Yeah, because he didn't. Yeah, because he didn't kill. You probably cost still and probably spend like a couple of years or something. Yeah, so but versus freaking uh, Kazutoro basically said, oh, I got just got like out of juvie. Five years. He literally just said, he, I just got out of juvie and fucking. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, it was probably like, what, five years? Um, well, he's uh, Mikey Senpai. So, um, hmm. Mike, uh, Mikey, or, I'm sorry, Takamichi Senpai. Sorry, Takamichi Senpai. Takamichi's 13. Right. So and I'm they said he's to... a third year and he's a third year in high school. So, 15. so, so like, yeah, 16. Yeah. 15, 16. Right, right. So he must have spent like three to five years. Yeah. No, five. Yeah, three to four, I'd say. Yeah. Whatever. Either way, point is, yeah, dude, that now we're, we're understanding and now it makes sense. And I, you know, I, I liked it. Like I said, it was a very nice change compared to seeing Takamichi like whine like a bitch or get his ass kicked. Um, It, it was a nice change of pace where we got to see some, some backstory and, and it's cool. I'm down with it. Right. Uh, like I said, very nice episode. Definitely a, a big change of pace. Yeah. Because I feel like I feel like a whole a whole I, yeah, it needed a whole episode for. Yeah, for sure. One thing I'm wondering is now next week again. I I don't watch the preview, so I don't know what's gonna happen next week. But I wonder if any something happens next I, week I, or anything happens I, in the space. I, 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 I don't. They don't have. I don't, they don't have previews. Dude, I don't know. That's that they don't. After after the after credits, that's it. Most times I just I cut I cut it off as soon as the credits start. I, I listen to I listen I will listen to an OP once or twice a season and then I'm just like all right whatever. I and don't skip them. I I do because I. But know. but the Tokyo Avengers ED I don't like the new one. Yeah, you mentioned it. I don't mind it. Like like okay, visually it's nice. It's just again it just sounds like a second OP, but they they want to get rid of Crybaby because Crybaby's better. But then go back to the other one. But actually, no, there's no point because they did the whole heat up in already. So mm-hmm. that's about the gang. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right, I'll I'll let him have it. I wonder what's happening with Hina and Takamichi throughout all these things. Like that's always one of the things I wonder. Like, I, I, did there's so many up? questions. There's so many questions. Like, dude, like instead of being with a gang, bro, smash your girl. The fuck? No, like he he sees her but avoids her. So, bro, his best bet should just be never to return. Just don't fucking return. Like, why? Why would you return to the future? Just like live your life in this present. You know what I mean? Like, you already know what's gonna happen ahead of time. Like, I don't understand. Like, between this, between remake, like, bro, you already know, like, what the fuck is gonna happen in the future. Like, literally, all you have to do is like, all right, I'm gonna invest in this. I'm gonna invest in this. I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna do this. And your life is fucking set. Right, but I don't know. It would take the whole fun. But uh, but you know, Takemichi horny. He's not. Otherwise, he'd be with Hina, trying to fucking put his put his hand down his pants and trying to give her chimpo. But fucking no, he's over <laughs> here. He's over here following fucking uh, Tolman chimpo instead. Uh, well, he, he's doing it for the brother, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Shit, bro. I don't know. Whatever. All right. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Now we're gonna talk about stuff that we're both watching separately, real quick. Lightning round. We'll do it like that. How about that? That sounds good, bro. Lightning round. I dig it. Let's go. All right. Uh, you first. Me first. You have, I think you have less than me. So. No, I have, more than, I have more than you. I have more than you. Yeah. All right. No, hurry up. 
There was no episode of Boruto this week due to the Olympics, so that's that. No problem. The next episode comes out on Sunday. Um, I am not caught up on Slime this week, so I can't really talk about that one either. Million Lives is okay. Um, it's really an okay anime. That's not. It's not shitty, but it's not like, oh my god, you need to watch it. Um, Sukimichi, another hilarious episode. Sukimichi is one of the better comedies of the season if you want something that's comedy and isekai. Um, that's kind of like Shield Hero, except a lot funnier. Um, watch that. Like I said last week, good shit. Scarlet Nexus... It, I'm not, again, Scarlet Nexus is good anime. The storytelling is good, but I'm just not, it's not hitting for me. I'm literally only watching at this point, I think, just because my nephew loves the series and loves the game and all that shit. Like, he loves it. So I'm watching it basically for his sake, um, even though I don't really talk about it much with him. But I, I kind of want to get that relatability with my nephew. But other than that, like, it's okay. It's good. Um, action's pretty good. Uh, animation's pretty good. Um, but it's just, it doesn't hit like some of these other ones that we're going to talk about later. So it's, it's on my bottom, bottom level. Um, that's it for me. Huh? Okay. Uh, Nighthead 2041. Uh, it's just, it's just another okay episode so far, but it is picking up. Mm -hmm. Uh, we find out, uh, Kimi is the one that was manipulating that, uh, false prophet. Because mm -hmm. we're, we're psychic ability of, mm -hmm. hey, she could manipulate their mind, think of what's mm -hmm. there, when it's really not. Mm -hmm. So she made him and the followers that he was trying to quote unquote heal believe that she actually, that they were actually cured when they really weren't. Mm -hmm. And then you find out Kimmy was working for the agency. Mm -hmm. uh, that's with the Kuroki brothers for the, but yeah, the two brothers on both sides meet up finally. And then uh, they retrieve right now. And then, uh, what you call it? The uh, sidekick brothers, which ones were they? I think the Kira heroes. I could be wrong. There's too many brothers, <laughs> too many cooks. <laughs> but, but I, but yeah, I think it's the Kira Howard brothers. They met a sidekick at the diner when mm -hmm. they were doing the shootout because, like, hey, anyone that's in the diner is basically a witness to what happened with the mirror, with the false prophet. So they're all arrested. And mm -hmm. it, leads, it led to one showing their psychic ability, like, oh shit, time to run. Mm -hmm. And then it ended right there. Mm -hmm. um, I like it a little better than Sunny Boy, which I'm going to get to in a minute. Uh, mm -hmm. so, all right, with Sunny Boy, no one knows what the fuck is going on still. People still try to figure out their powers. Are you going to uh, drop it at this point? Because that seems so droppable at this point, dude. I'm waiting until five. That's my rule. Five? Yeah, the five episode rule. <laughs> I feel like it's ha that's a quarter of the season, dude. I don't know. I know, but if you can't, if you can't get me when you're almost halfway through, you're done, basically. All right, all right. Yeah, try. We still don't know everyone's power yet. There's a little struggle with a uh, pony and uh, Mizuho. Mm -hmm. Mizuho people don't like Mizuho because she's not a kiss ass or anything like that. Not Mizuho. Mizuho. Yeah, Mizuho. Sorry. Not Yuzuho. Mizuho. <laughs> But yeah, Pony, Hoshi, and the uh, fuck you, and then the oh, you know, I'm laughing because it sounds like we're like talking like Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Student Castle don't like Mizuho because they think she's the one that's causing the fires. No. Uh, but uh, Raj Rajhani, Rajhani, I think that's his name. He figured out, hey, she's not doing this. They're doing these fires are happening around because. If it's not something we made with the powers, it gets burned, that type of thing. Mm. Uh, we still don't, again, we still don't know everyone's power, so... Uh. And then you find out Nozomi, the main girl, is like, hey, uh, I'm a compass, so I know where to go for the next area. Mm -hmm. And then you find out there is a thing, like, with the powers and all that, if you're in the school 
that's when you heal. That's when you get the unlimited supplies and all that. So you got to make sure that school that they're mm-hmm. all teleported in is safe type of thing. Because, mm-hmm. uh, again, if you got hurt or anything there, you mm-hmm. you basically heal in there. But if you're like mm-hmm. out of it, then not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it runs right now. It's still the weakest. Uh, I'll figure it out down the road. Uh, Life is a villainous. Uh, it is hilarious. Uh, Bacarina. <laughs> She's not Katarina anymore. She's just Bacarina all the way around. I, I, that, that's her. She talks to the butler who kidnaps her, uh, Sora, Sora Smith. Mm-hmm. Then you find that's not really his name because he used to be a slave. Like he was a kid, he was an orphan. Someone took care of him. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he failed to take care of him because they were poor and the security stopped him. Yes, he got traded around for slavery. Uh, he was used, they used him for dark magic. And with Bakarina, uh, she used her charm. Well, you know, she's completely oblivious and dense. Mm-hmm. Uh, making it think like it was a romantic thing. So the butler, Sora, basically pinned her down the bed and was uh, kissing her neck. And uh, she thought the whole time he was using her his dark magic to uh, to curse her or something like that, even though she doesn't know what's, she doesn't know what's going on. She's an idiot. <laughs> mm, I see that. And... Uh, and uh, and then uh, they go. She gets. She finally. She eventually gets rescued by her reverse harem. And then her fiance Stuart or Gerald uh, sees the hickey on her neck. And then uh, I was like, "What happened here?" It's like, "What? Who did this to you? Was it the guy?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, uh, he she tried using his dark magic on me, and he was on me because I think he saw a bug." So the mm. so Gerald's like, "Oh man, uh, I'm stealing this kiss." He kissed. Bakarita in front of the whole harem, and they're like, "What the fuck, dudes?" <laughs> that type of thing. And then, uh... anyway, <laughs> anyway, a uh, good episode. Moving on. Uh, case of Venus. Oh man, fucking bondage happens. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, no was uh, was our collared and leashed by Dome by Dom by Dom, Dominique. Because, yeah, like, okay, uh, you're going to the ball with me, so I'm taking you. I'm going to have this on you type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, and he, she has her, she has him suck her blood type of thing because he's a vampire. They go to the ball, and uh, he's like, Vanitas jumps on the chandelier saying, I'm here to cure all of you, whoever's cursed, that type of or- ordeal. And uh, eventually, Excuse me. He meets up with Janine, the vampire he was fighting, and kind of kissed in front of uh, her master Lucius. And uh, I was like, "Okay, you're like you're breaking. Like, I want you. I want you to bite me. I get those urges out of you." And then that's what eventually happened. Janine tackles Vinius on the floor and bites his neck, sucking his blood. And goddamn, this is this is just a, this is the BDSM episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Because, but before that, Dominique had Vidius tied up in like that little spin wheel thing mm-hmm. and like throwing knives at him. <laughs> it's like, why are you here when you're a human? Why are you using the name Vidius when you are a human? Because Vidius was a vampire. And uh, it's picking up. Uh, you get to see some of the antagonists, is one, but they, they, they curse the vampires. Like they, they trigger their curses to get them started. Uh, mm-hmm. Still, probably my favorite OP and ED so far, or one of them. Mm-hmm. 
So definitely in that regard. Uh, probably one of the better vampire ones I've seen in a while. Not the best, but it was, it's still enjoyable. And I believe that is it for me. Lightning round over. That wasn't very lightning, dude. That was like... Ah, we, we saved a half hour. That, yeah, that should make them happy. That was a long story. I mean, bro, I fucking barely talked about any of mine. You fucking gave descriptions. I mean... I don't know, man. Like, I just, you know, I like, I, I don't know. I can't even say that. It's tough because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I'm watching the animes that I've mentioned, and like, I, I enjoy watching them, but like, and it, besides Boruto, like, none of the animes that I really mentioned are, are like, oh my god, Tsukamichi's fun. That's the best one out of the bunch. Nexus is okay. Million Lives is meh. Like, but, you know, and at the end of the day, I know that perception where, like, if it's a meh anime, it's not worth your time. I've already that, saw that, all of season one, so I've, I'm that. committed I, to season two. This is why I care about, yeah. out of all these, I like Vanitas and... Bill yeah, and I, than... I like Boruto and Slime, but I, unfortunately I'm behind on Slime and I'm behind on Uramichi, which is our favorite, but um, I guess we can shave time on that one because of Uramichi. But um, yeah, those are the... the oh, yeah, Boruto, I'll talk about them real quick. It was funny. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> of, like always. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about both last this week and next week's episode together next week so we'll go with that no, i'll right. say is that it is funny uh, like it, anyway we're gonna take another commercial break another 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 unprotected quickie in terms of breaks unprotected quickie wow <laughs> Why wow, you never had that it's a come and go <laughs> oh my god it takes me a while bro i'm sorry <laughs> uh, no it, it, not if it feels good it feels good you don't hold it in <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back it's like this if you gotta go you gotta go <laughs> why should you visit thechairshot.com thechairshot.com is your home for hard hitting reviews news opinion and analysis with attitude why because you're smarter than the average fan thechairshot.com always use your head Alrighty, we're back, folks. We're getting to the meat of the matter. The seasonals we're watching together. Alright, so we already started with Uramichi. Great. Fucking hilarious. I, I'll catch up on it literally probably um, tomorrow, I would say, because I'm going to do a watch-along with my friends watch GCW Wrestling after uh, this podcast recording but, is uh, over. But uh, more Kohai abuse. That's all I need to know. Alrighty. Uh-huh. Uh, let's get to Realist Hero first. <laughs> Alright, Realist Hero. Okay, uh, basically, we start off where we left off last week with uh, Inu talking about her abilities, and you find out she can communicate with demons outside of outside of the regular animals. Which is unprecedented, according to the kingdom, because of the fact that demons are supposed to be uncommunicatable. And so the fact that she can speak to a demon um, changes the game completely in terms of their relations yep. and uh, some of their, their strategies, uh, both military and domestic. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a major, major deal. Uh, basically, yeah, like, you find out the demons are terrified of this man, and then you find out more, like, okay, we need to protect her, basically, like, uh, she's, mm-hmm. uh, she's the key to, she's the key to help save in the kingdoms. So she becomes adopted by the fucking, by the, the former king and queen, and she becomes royalty, basically. It's like, yeah, uh, we, but it's a slow step, though, like, we have to, if we take in the whole, if they take in the whole family, it won't be so mm-hmm. obvious. Mm-hmm. Especially with a royal guard, so it's like basically keep a close eye, but far apart, basically. Mm-hmm. 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 So we got that, and then the real MVP comes in, Poncho. It's a food episode, everyone. 
Yep, uh, Poncho is the fucking man. That's what we, we will just say that. Yeah, Poncho, basically, our realist hero gives Poncho the hero knapsack, which the hero knapsack is basically like a bottomless knapsack, and if there's only food in there, the food is less likely to spoil, which is really cool. And Poncho, basically, um, they, him, Poncho, uh, or sorry, let me phrase that, Poncho the king, and um, everyone that you've already seen, basically, they get on the the little the diamond cast. What is it called? The Chronocast or some shit. Like they basically yeah. get on on the the kingdom wide channel uh, broadcast everywhere, and they do a food special. Basically, um, our realist hero uh, Soma he apologizes uh, for the food shortages. He even though it's not his responsibility, he does take responsibility for it. And he mentions that in order to get over the shortage and and to keep yourselves healthy and maintain yourself while he figures out and, and using basically. Resources. Yeah, we're gonna use resources around that you're not used to, and so they cook squid, uh, takoyaki. They they basically cook uh, takoyaki from a squid. Um, they use like tree roots. Um, do you know what they made? I don't know what that second one they made, but basically they use salt and sugar with tree roots, and it made some sort yeah. of like snack yeah, they, item. They, yeah, they made. A, they had soy sauce on them, basically. Yeah, and then the, the, that was the third thing they made. Um, they had crickets, but the crickets were dipped in um this fermented uh sauce, which basically became soy sauce sauce and it made yeah. uh soma cry because of the fact that um he was a he basically says like oh this place has takoyaki now um they have misu they have soy sauce these and he said these are all tastes from my homeland and we don't know the story hasn't said how long he's been in the kingdom already um but for him to be uh, visibly and emotionally affected by that he must have been there already for a long ass time for him to i, I, I probably, I probably like, would have said i probably so would have said about a month Maybe I, I don't know. Like okay, we can go with a month. I, I just, yeah, I we, we can say about a month. Yes, I, I don't. I don't think definitely not a year. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, bro. Whatever works. Either way, he's really super duper emotional about it. Um, and then finally, the episode ends with a grand finale dish, and everyone's like, "Holy shit, are we really gonna eat this?" And we don't know what they're gonna eat until next episode. So, um, it was a good episode. I really like. We've said before, it's a very unique take on isekai. It's a very unique take on hero animes. Um, because of the fact that we're not seeing crazy amounts of action and gore and 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 sadness and and shit like that. We're really seeing. Um, um, a normal adult male use his brains and his ability to think and uh, be able to yeah. problem solve to achieve the goals and help people, not kill people, but help people in the nation, which is, again, really nice. And also, by the way, a little tidbit, I'm sure you noticed, Matt, but um, basically we're starting to see the um, the the love uh, kind of like, you know, there's starting to be some some interaction, some of the arranged marriage, yeah. between Yeah, between the arranged marriage of uh, Soma and Leticia. I think her name's yeah. Leticia, right? Alicia, Alicia, sorry. Um, anyway, there's some connection there. She's starting to feel a little something. She gets a little embarrassed. Um, there's little funny interactions between uh, Alicia's uh, uh, maid, her little, basically her attendant, uh, and Soma and uh, and her. Basically, she's like, oh, ho, ho, ho. like, oh, I see. Yeah. I'm like, why are you in my room? Like, she's all embarrassed. Like, oh, you're in my room. Why are you in my room? She's totally, totally dairy. Yeah, she totally. And it, but it's cute. It's and it's really nicely done and good shit. It's good shit. Yeah, like I said, it's a. Uh... It's a bit of a filler, but it was it still did its job. It's gonna all this stuff it, is gonna come in handy. I'm saying, I must say, it highlighted uh, the the, the Neko girl in Poncho. So. Yeah, I really hope they do multiple seasons of this because I mean, what they can do is like literally they can do each episode based off of the four people or off the four. Yeah. The four candidates. So we got a we got a food episode. I'm sure we're gonna get like a hunting episode where they go into the forest. That'll probably be later on in the season. Um, we'll get a, a military strategy episode because they did mention in back in the episode I think three it was that um af 
after the ceremony um and after they had the um the, the conversation with inu about uh, her powers um they brought the the guy in the, the creepy looking guy who looks suspect but he had like this yeah. long like into the night that into the morning they said just intellectual conversation he's like all right you're gonna be my new fucking right hand man and he becomes right. the, the minister in black they said which is creepy but it's apparently he's a really good guy and he becomes the the guy's attendant for the rest of his kingdom so. yeah pretty much cool shit all right though. all right good shit uh look forward to next week see what they're eating move it on duke of death and his, and his maid very cute i love duke of death it's one of my low-key favorites of the season just because of uh, of the love story like that love story is just so pure yeah, this, and- this this might be my favorite couple so far did it, uh, we'll see how remake goes, but so far, I, but I'm saying it's, it's, it's definitely capturing the the Tim Burton style type of romance. It really is. It really is super Tim Burtony, but it's really nice and cute and wholesome. Well, not really not wholesome. Because <laughs> um, both had a horny pervert. Yeah, Bochan and fucking uh, Alice are. Oh well, yeah, they're they're horny for each other. They're hint- they're they're etchy for each other. He makes but, songs about a bath time of Alice and Kev. Scrubbing oh, each other down. Oh, he'll definitely drink the bathwater, bro. He's definitely drinking bathwater. I, I don't, uh... <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely, he's definitely. That's the closest you can get to Alice and her, uh, her monko. But in any case, anyway, um, it's snow a, episode. <laughs> snow. It's a snow episode. Very nice and wholesome. Um, for actually, no. Before that, Alice catches a cold from the lake episode. Um, she ends yeah. up catching a cold, and Bolchan. Um, ends up basically kind of nursing her to health and being there for her. Like basically the roles were reversed and it was very cute, very nice. That was very wholesome. And then um, one day before um, Bochan goes to bed, Alice feels better. They're like, hey, we're going to get a lot of snow. I want to play in the snow. And she's like, hey, I don't like the cold. I don't like the cold. And so he's, she surprises him with a beautifully made scarf. And he's like, oh, you made this? And she goes, yeah, for you, uh, Bochan. And, and she's like, okay. And he's like, let's go out. And he, you know, he ends up loving the scarf. He doesn't want to take the scarf off even during bath time he doesn't want to take it off because he feels like this is the closest he could be to alice because this was made with alice's love and it was very very nice um so they basically they go out they play in the snow him bochan and rob the butler they all play in the snow they make a funny little snowman it's all good they come in that night and Alice realizes she lost an earring. The earring actually means something to her because that was the last gift, I believe, that her mother gave her. Those her mother gave her those earrings, and so she becomes a little upset. And seeing uh, Alice upset really affects Butchan. So Butchan goes out in the middle of a fucking snowstorm and tries to find it. He ends up getting the hypothermia basically, and he fucking collapses. Um, as he basically is collapsed in this snowstorm, um, uh, a tired bat. Uh, comes over to him and it ends up being a witch and the witch basically he takes a liking to him and appreciates like what he's doing without really knowing much and so um he tells her he basically she wakes him up they they talk briefly about what he's doing he digs around a little bit more collapses again due to frostbite or hypothermia and fucking um she's like all right i'm gonna help you so she uses her she apparently she's a flame witch and she fucking lights the whole fucking area on fire finds yeah, finds the earring, and they're like, all right, let's go. And she's like, oh, thank you, I'll feed you, basically. So they take her inside, they feed her. Alice takes, gives her a shower, or a bath, rather. Um, t- they they work on her cloak, it's tattered, and we find out that she's a traveling witch, and she lost her best friend, who's a guy, and she's hungry, she hasn't ate for two days. And so, um, as a thank you, they feed her, give her the water, I'm sorry, give her the, the bath, and the, the, the work on her cloak that's tattered. And... Um, 
they use this as an opportunity to understand more about witches. So now we're starting to get more into the story, trying to understand more of how we may be able to or may not be able to break the curse that Botchan is affected with where everything he touches dies. And the witch quickly explains, like, listen, I can't tell you anything about your curse. I don't know jack shit about your curse. I can't reveal everything about witches. Um, and, but it does give her some information in terms of witches, in terms of what they look like and, and things like that. So after Bochan makes a remark about, oh, you really like your friend, huh? She gets really scared and she flies away. And um, that's mainly the gist of the episode. Um, so it really good episode, good, good informational episode, more development in terms of the relationship between Alice and, um, and Bochan without being so perverted or, or so over. I, I love, I love the callback of basically of why Alice fell for him when uh, he called her like the snow yes, fairy. That was the final part right? of the episode. Yeah. 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 Did it as a kid. I then did it. And I was like, yep, this is where she fell for him. <laughs> yeah. One of the first times she fell for him and it was very cute. Again, this is one of the, this is probably the most wholesome episode out of the whole uh, series thus far, but um, like, like we mentioned before, it's very Tim Burton-y, very nice, very, very, very nice. A lot of people are going to talk shit because it's all CGI. Um, it's something that most people that are anime users aren't really used to, but it works in this instance. It really, really, really works, and I, I can't recommend this enough. I would agree with you probably, Matthew, even though I have my hopes on Remake, which is my anime of the season. Um, as of right now, a quarter of the way in, I would probably definitely say that this is the ship of the year, or ship of the season, rather, ship of the season. What the this one yeah Bochan and alice i would agree with you i i think i think it's definitely gonna happen so far uh i do like the remake the romance is a remake too but it's just more of which ones they're really going for shinoaki before night and day shinoaki bro it has to be because there's a different level i, I say it... it's gonna and you already know that fucking we'll talk about it in a little bit but you can already tell that um what's her face is gonna get rejected okay you know actually it's always that girl that girl will always be rejected i don't know why they don't ever give her her um her what's it called her say her say you that girl say you should fucking like they need to she needs to demand a part where she's gonna actually get be the love interest instead of being the rejected one like come on dude like the the the, the say you for the girl um saga 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 wa i think what's her fucking name we'll get into it let's um we're we're digressing I, 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 we're talking about remake right let's just get yeah. into it <laughs> i love saying let's, remake let's, for let's, I don't know, but we're already talking about it. Let's, just let's go with remake. Yeah, let's go with remake. Um, yeah, fucking Nanako, fucking. She got a slap of reality. I am sorry. For Kawas, from Kawasaga or Ika. We'll call her Ika. That's her first name anyway. Iko. Kawasagawa is really what it is. Kawasagawa. I know, but we're, 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 say, we're, we're, saying, we're saying Ika. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, she, she, she goes full on bitch mode, but it was a much needed talk. Because Nanako, mm -hmm. you see, she doesn't act as well as she sings. So and basically, see... give them, hold on, give them, I don't know, I want to give them the full insight for this. We're going to take up time for, for a remake, because it's my favorite. Um, we're okay. going to take up time. Fuck you, Sean. We're taking up time uh, for this. Okay, all right, uh, all right, I'll stop uh, that. It starts with the movies, they're showing the yeah. movies again. And then you see their movie, and then you see people go, and it's good, but then something was missing. Mm -hmm. And then you go to the, the next film, and it's the acting went up to a T, and they love that one a lot more. But unfortunately, mm -hmm. uh, Hashiba's group won still, mm -hmm. and the, and the students were shocked. Like, why? Because th this mm -hmm. was better acted. This was better. Mm -hmm. Again, it was better acted. But the principal said because they did better than everything else, despite mm -hmm. the acting. The acting wasn't great, mm -hmm. but the production, the writing, and angles, like everything about it, was just a mm -hmm. lot better. Mm -hmm. So, because it's like that's why they won. They they feel that more key elements mm -hmm. than just the one that they did. 
Yeah, Nanako still disagrees, and then that's when reality hits them. And basically, she's saying they basically said like your acting isn't real. That the reason why that acting was profound for you is because it was very heartfelt and it, it was it was it was real. And you need to find that reality, and that yeah. stuns completely stuns Nanako, and that translates into the into the, the the celebration party they have at the karaoke spot. So pick up. All right. Anyway, they go to they go to the karaoke bar, and it's like, mm-hmm. hey. Your wife is thinking so good here. Like, why you do this better than the acting? Is, is the acting not that important to you? So, if that's the case, why the hell are you here? Echo says this to her, by the way. Yeah, Echo says Echo. this to her. It's like and, we don't yeah. we don't need a singer. We need an actor. Yeah, and Kyoya tries to step in. Kyoya tries to step in, tries to defend her, but Echo's on full full bitch attack mode. She's all going off and fucking and Nanako almost fucking hits her, and Kyoya's like, no, Nanako. And they stop, and then Eiko leaves, and there's humongous tension, and and Nanako goes into a humongous depression, a, a, a fucking drop, like it was it was bad, it was bad. Anyway, uh, because of the Nanako is isolated in a room, mm-hmm. and then uh, oh we forgot we forgot to mention that character the the short the short pink girl yeah so, but uh, lovely girl we'll call her lovely girl. <laughs> Lowly girl. <laughs> so basically, after the shoot is done, um, they Aiko uh, uh, basically tells Kyoya, like, "Yo, there's something not right here because of the fact that we're freshmen and only uh, juniors and seniors can have equipment for more than one day. We can only have equipment for one day, and our our shoot was three days and two nights. So, what did you do?" And so basically, um, as a bribe, he he basically helped some senpais uh, with their movie, and he roped Aiko into basically helping them. And so basically, the the senpais are the ones who rented out the equipment for them, and they just used it when they weren't using it, which was really really smart. Even though I think it's still illegal that they did that, but in any case, it got done. They got the A. Everything was good. Nothing was too crazily done. But as they're having this discussion, as they're helping the the senpais, uh, there's a little girl who's pink, and they mistake her for a little girl, and she's like, "You shouldn't talk to your senpai that way." And they're like, "Senpai," and they're like, "Don't worry, I'll remember that," you yeah. know. And then she walks on her merry way, and then basically, as they're um, trying to, I think they go to the they go to the, the 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 club, they end up going to the club, and you know, they end up having this discussion and the little girl's like, Hey, I'm here to collect when they were describing her. Cause they want to do some sort of uh made cafe basically for their festival instead of like a art uh, exhibit. Like but, normally but, they, but they were, they were producing something. And it's like, it was like this high quality, they had this high quality budget for a bunch mm-hmm. of students. Yeah. So, um, Lowly Girl basically is the, the head producer of a video game, which is basically Kyoya's dream. Kyoya's dream is to be um, in, in game design and things of that nature. And he laments on the fact that he failed at it in his previous life. But so basically, Lowly Girl's like, hey, I heard you're really good at production and things of that nature. I need somebody like you. Please work for my video game. And uh, he wants to do it. Kyoya wants to do it, but he said, you know what? No, it's too early in this remake for me to go and chase this dream when I'm not prepared for it. I'll come back for it. And so he politely declines and Lola Girl basically says, oh, you know, don't worry. I am I still need that favor. The offer is going to be on the table when you're ready. Basically come to me, which is really a nice little story uh, that we get from Kyoya's standpoint. Not only is he helping the others um, in the uh, in the 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 the, uh, the platinum, the platinum era, <clears throat> basically. Um, but he's finds some a break for him basically in terms of his goals. So, yeah, that's yeah, fine. and uh, yeah, and they uh, they were looking for like music stuff like that, and they said, "I know the perfect person, mm-hmm. Nanako." 
mm-hmm. and then so basically he plays the song like this is what your voice could be if done like this is, like you have this gift so you could definitely use it mm-hmm. please please use it it's yeah what he beautiful. does yeah so what happens with lowly girl is lowly girl basically gives her the um gives her samples they're like he gives i'm sorry he gives kill samples like this is what we're working on here let's just look at it listen to it whatever you want to do so uh he listens to it one day and he hears the girl and it's like oh it sounds kind of like nanako and then it dawns on him he thinks about his past life and that's one of the unique things is he's able to take circumstances that he experiences and either dreams about it or it comes to him in like a memory right. So he thinks about like, oh, yeah, I remember we had a really shitty singer once for this game and we were under duress. And so we had to edit her a lot and then nobody could do it. So I was the one that ended up having to edit her. So what he did was basically took a recording of Nanako, edited it just a little bit and gave her more tone, which is apparently what she's missing. She's tone deaf. She doesn't understand tone well. So she edits the he edits the tone, plays it for Nanako, who's still in her deep funk in her room, crying, upset, Lord knows what. And plays for her. This is what you could sound like. This is your potential. I believe in you. You're going to get. And he knows already because he already knows the future. She, she attains it. And so he's like, listen, this is what you're going to be. You're going to do it. I believe in you. I'm going to work with you. And it completely lights Nanako up. She opens the door crying, upset. And Kyoya thinks he did something wrong. And he apologizes. And she's like, no, I needed to hear this. This is fantastic. I want you to help me. Um, it's a really nice moment between them. And that's where Matthew uh, uh, kind of uh, alludes to the fact that, oh, maybe Nanako and uh, Kyoya have something going on. Um, but I, like I said, I think it's going to be him and Shinoaki just because of the attraction I, that he feels towards Shinoaki. Realistic, realistically, Shinoaki it should be that. Yeah. It should be them realistically. But for all we know, it could be Iko, which I kind of hope not. But I feel like the fact that he knew her from back then, it could hint to that. But again, yeah, that there's, there's a mini harem, but this is a really nice harem. It's not one of these really trashy harems or silly harem. He's mine. He's mine. Yeah, like, no, no, no. Like, this is really, really, really nicely done. And even though, like, I think it's obvious, the fact that we can have, like, discussions about this, and it makes sense. You know what I mean? I haven't, when you think of harems, a lot of times they don't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, the last harem to me that made sense maybe was Yui for me. Like, having Yui and Yuki Noshita in fucking um, that three way in Snafu, where a lot of times Yui made more sense than Yuki Noshita. <clears throat> I think that's the last time that I could think of of, of a triangle that would make sense um, from a recent anime. So, but regardless, the, as much as we love shipping things, as, as much as I love shipping these any of the couples, any of the girls with Kyoya, the reality of it is that that's not what the story is about. The story is about you know the fact that Kyoya's shaping and altering and helping mold the platinum generation. You know, and it's crazy because he doesn't he didn't understand like how they got so amazing. And when he goes to remake them, he's why they're so amazing. And by consequence, he's getting better. He's getting his 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 life redone. And again, as I've alluded to in the past, every time I watch this show, I get so scared, dude, because I'm so scared. I'm waiting for the the shoe to drop on the other foot. I'm waiting for Kyoya to get fucked over. I'm waiting for him to wake up. I'm waiting for him to get accused of something he didn't do, like, you know, some type of sexual assault or something super duper crazy. Because that shit is the type of shit that happens in anime like this where things are going so well. Um, I'm waiting for shit to hit the fan. And I get so scared thinking about that dude. And it's like, bro, I don't want him to fuck up their futures. I don't want him to fuck up his future again. Like, I don't want something like, okay, you get your remake, but maybe your sister becomes a bomb and she's not shit. Like, like there's so many different variables that could happen that you could think of that are within the realm of possibility. And that scares me when I see this because this is such a fucking nice, nice and well done and 
it's a great, great, great slice of life. I can't recommend this enough. To me, there's no anime that comes close in terms of this season, in terms of how that anime makes me feel compared to Remake Our Life. I just love it that fucking much, dude. But yeah, definitely great stuff. It's definitely an easy top five in our season so far. Yeah. Uh, a lot have a, all the other shows have a lot to catch up on to try to match them. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Another good show that we talk about a lot that actually has a shot potentially is uh, Aquatope. You want to talk about Aquatope? All right, yeah. I was going to talk about that next. That's going to be the closest one, I think, in my opinion, that comes close to this, honestly. Dude. It, but it's definitely getting the slow build to get that big payoff, so that's always good. It is very slow. Very, very slow. Uh, basically, uh, Fuka and uh, Kukuru are talking in the back, and they're talking about the penguins, and you find mm-hmm. out one of the penguins is more or less has these uh, bunions or whatever their yeah. foot is called. Yeah, and the, like, the oh, penguin's shit. also 15 years old. It's also old as shit. And we get the backstory on that penguin. We find out uh, the penguin, his name is um, Choco, um, yeah. basically is was a baby penguin when it was in the aquarium. And uh, Kukuru was the one who named the penguin. She was with her parents. It was one of the last things they did before her parents passed away. Um, the grandfather, who's been the director this whole time, lets her p- name the penguin. And that's why that penguin is so significant, because of the fact that it's the first thing, basically, in the aquarium besides the love of the ocean and stuff is the first thing animal in the aquarium that kukuru bonded with and so she has this real motherly protection and love towards this penguin and we see that throughout the throughout the show basically yeah uh but also behind all that you find out og is trying to get these animals adopted because he's on the mindset of trying to close the aquarium while kukuru is trying to save it yes and that uh yeah we see the food bunny and and then kukuru calls the veteran the vet who is basically Heavily pregnant. Heavily pregnant. She's past due. Yes. Like her water break water, her water could break at any minute. She goes anyway, says, okay, just treat it normally right now, get these ointments, yep. and he'll be okay. And as soon as she was about to get up to check on the other penguins, her water broke. Oh. Big shocker. Should have called the other vet. Basic fucking Lee, bro. And at the end, like we're jumping ahead a little bit. I'm gonna jump ahead, but basically, Kukuru gets fucking lambasted by her grandfather. Like, yo, like I've been director for fucking years. You could have told me, I could have told you the same shit she could have. Why'd you fucking basically fuck this girl, like the the vet over and everything that happened the way it happened? You had to close business. You fucking put her under stress. Like she got right. lambasted basically, and it was deserved. But at the same time, it was innocent. So you know, not nothing too bad about that. But in any case, right. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, that's what the rest of the episode technically is. It's about the girl giving birth. And it started okay, but uh, we get this scene where she's like underwater. Yeah, and she, and she sees like a like a future vision of a child. Like that that whole scene was just beautiful. 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 I agree, dude. She closed her eyes and she invi- she experiences the phenomena, um, which is the the big mystery of the of the series. She experiences the phenomena of the aquarium. She goes underwater and she sees her son. Her son is relatively grown, but her son walks up to her and her unborn son and hugs her and whispers in her ear and it makes her emotional and she wakes up from that experience yeah and she calmed uh, down because she was she like down and she rubbed the belly and she knew it was okay afterwards she tells uh fuka she's like listen I, it happened to me what you you know that thing I, I was underwater and i met my unborn child and he hugged me and he said Mama, I'm going to see you soon. I can't wait to see you. And god damn, that was fucking powerful, dude. That was beautiful and that was very powerful and emotional. I mean, 
Fuck, dude, it, that was it, love. It, it, it's oh. definitely it's definitely moments like those that make you appreciate the series a lot more. It's because of how they built it up. Yeah, some might it, some people might get turned off by it, but again, if you stick around, yeah. you get something beautiful, and we got and we got that right here. Yeah. And then also Kukuru because she misses her mother, and because Fuka basically talks about a little bit about motherhood and things of that nature with her mom and their, her situation, um, and it makes Kukuru think. And so after the baby's born, she asks him. She asks uh, the 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 doctor, the sensei. Like, oh, right. where's the, the mother guide? And the sensei is like, are you pregnant? And she goes, no, of course not. I'm not pregnant. But her curiosity about motherhood and about the love of a mother that Fuka uh, had described um, is also very powerful and very telling. Um, I don't know if they're going to expound on that through the season, but it's something that to keep an eye on. And um, just the principle, like you said, of parenthood, motherhood, um, nurturing, uh, nurturement, things of that nature is all beautiful and all nice uh, themes and tropes for the season. But of course, the the mystery is what really stands out. That mystery of the aquarium, the beauty, um, the arts, the 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 synergy of of being one with nature, with the ocean, with the fishes. It fucking it's amazing. And like I said, if there was going to be an anime that may get close to remake in terms of that emotional aspect, god damn it, it's going to be fucking Aquatope, dude. Has to be. Oh no, definitely. Uh again, we're we're a quarter we're a third of the way through. Mm-hmm. And uh excited to see Oh sorry, no. This is a 24 episode series. Yeah, we got a long way to go. We're one eighth right. of the way done, buddy. All righty. Uh, we're good on that one. Uh that again, beautiful animation. This might be my favorite animation for the season for sure. Don't disagree. Well, no, I don't know, man. Remake is remakes also got some stellar animation, dude. Like when you really look, one of the things, it, another thing it, about it, remake, it's definitely close, but with Aquatope, it's it's just more breathtaking. Like you it get is. those type of right, scenes, especially with the water. Yeah, that's, fine. that's fine. They definitely have more breathtaking scenes. I totally agree. I think in terms of animation, I think remake is crisper. Um, if you ever look at the characters, I don't know how often you pay attention to the characters' eyes. Oh, I do. Try and read the subtitles. But if you pay attention to the char- the detail in the eyes and the details of the surrounding nature, it's all like movie quality level crispness. Um, in the previous episode where uh, Shino and um, and and Kyoya are talking, um, and they're under the, the they're under the Hanabi, uh, not Hanabi, the um, the 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 sakura and right. you see the sakura blooming and the, the wind and it's a nighttime uh that mix in with the with the lights like that's all so vivid and sharp and i was like holy shit this is fantastic and then you see you know aquatope with its breathtaking fucking anime again as we alluded to just being one with nature and the fish and and, and the, the the fluidity of the animation as they swim and they're, they're able to breathe and live under this ocean in this moment it's again fucking top quality top shelf shit dude Guys, please, please look at these animes. Can't right. can't stress that enough. Out of all the animes, you know the three that we're gonna say: Uramichi because it's hilarious, Aquatope because of the 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 the, the beauty, slice and, of life, and slice of life, and then remake because of uh, again slice of life and story and all of that. I think that's pretty much our top three. I think that's my top three, dude. As far as I'm concerned, this yeah, season, more more or less, yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on. Let's get to the others that we're not. We as, we, we we got um, a rapido rapido. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're I know, I know. Uh, uh, Detective is already dead. Let's go with that. Detective is already dead. Um, a uh, good episode. Good episode. Uh, um, you find out more about Yui. Uh, the mm-hmm. the, the real sapphire is her eye. The same stuff as mm-hmm. the uh, as that uh, the guy from the first episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, she tries to uh, 
kind of kill Kibihiko, like like friends it. Oh yeah, so they're basically he's set up by sex. So we found like as Matthew just said, basically her eye has a similar attribute to the to the ear from the guy from Specs. Um, the eye not only is it a, a sapphire eye, but the eye is able to see through things. And one of the craziest moments of the season in any of the animes, bro, like literally, like oh you can see through things, can't you? And she smiles and she's like, oh did you bring that for protection? And she goes maybe. And they fucking pull out straps. Her. Fucking uh, what's his face? Ah, goddamn it! What's his name? Uh, Kimi, Kimi yeah. and fucking Yui, bro, pull out straps on each other, and they're basically at each other at gunpoint. And fucking uh, uh, Natsunagi's like, "What the fuck is going on, bro?" That was that was a great scene. I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit, someone's gonna get blasted." Let's go. I was hiding. Yeah, because yeah, because Kimi, because Kimi knew uh, Yui was hiding something. Then you yeah. find out, like this was it. Like you lying bitch. Yo, Kimi had the gat gat, and fucking Yui had the strap, bro. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Uh, Anyway, they don't kill each other. They don't. Unfortunately. Got them because we don't want another detective already dead. Oh, we got got another anime trope. We got the power of friendship. Yeah. Because, you know, the life of an idol is lonely. It's just it's just eye candy and making money. That's what that's all it all is. You can't you can't marry. You really can't fuck unless it's a one night stand. <laughs> that's so crazy, bro. It is. Uh, it's crazy shit. And if you're old enough, forget it. Forget about it. Yeah, but no. What you were alluding to basically is the fact that Specs um set up Yui. They basically said, "Listen, we you know if you we won't go after you if you kill these guys." And Yui, you know, did for her sake, wanted to show she started accidentally, not accidentally, but under duress, worked with, uh, worked with, um, with Specs. And basically, um, Kimi talked to, uh, uh, Fubi, who's the, the police detective, sent them to the mansion, um, and they sent them to the vault. And inside the vault, there was a bomb, an active bomb. And had they had gone there, no questions asked, just protected the sapphire that was inside of the vault along with the other jewels, they would have been blown to fucking shit. And so with Fubi there, they were able to disarm the bomb and um, basically save their asses. And then that's where we get the power of friendship that happens. Um, they basically they have a long conversation about the circumstance. They talk her down. And then uh, Natsunagi's like, hey, let's be friends. We're all going to go to the beach. Come to the beach with us. And, you know, very, okay, let's do that. And the, the, the episode ends very nice, basically. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely a cute episode. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a big contender yet, but... It's good. Like I said, the, I, I, it's, it's, it's definitely missing something to be a top, but it, it the potential is definitely there. The storytelling aspect is there. Um, the um, and I think the the the, the sci-fi aspect of it is going to be there as well. Um, it, and the animation's good as well. Animation's good. Sci-fi and storytelling is good. Um, and and I, again, I think it's really going to focus on the storytelling. The storytelling that they told with with Siesta and Natsunagi's heart was very, very, very well done. One of the nice, um, one of the nicer twists that we saw, and it's already basically there's a twist in episode, and that, that's kind of like the 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 idea of of mystery animes like that, where you want to have a, a new twist that maybe wasn't as expected, um, and that's really what hits. Like we had mentioned, we just finished watching Moriarty, and that was another thing that happened throughout Moriarty, where there would always be a different type of twist that would happen. It would be like, oh, I didn't expect that coming, or if you did expect it, the way they executed it, it was still well done, and you appreciated it and you liked it. So I think that's one of the keys, and that's really going to be how well they execute that is going to determine how well. 
um, uh, detective, uh, the detective is dead is going to turn out. Um, regardless, it's still a really good anime. Um, I'm appreciating it thus far just because I'm not bragging about it the way I do it. Remake or Aquatope or Amici doesn't mean that this isn't a top quality anime. Um, at this point, honest to God, all these animes that we're watching all together, Detective, Duke, Life Lesson, Aquatope, and we'll get over, we'll talk about Girlfriend, Girlfriend last in a moment, Remake and Realist Kingdom. These are all top shelf anime. This is for as much of people as as people are talking about uh, the, the the fall season and everything that we're going to get with Demon Slayer and everything else, um, this is a really strong season because there's so many different, strong, solid animes in various genres. Um, and that's not including Slime. That's not including Revengers. Uh, that's not including Eternity. That's not including uh, Vanitas. That's not including uh, Villainess. These are all top-ranking animes. All these animes we just mentioned are all in the top rankings consistently every single week. This is a super-duper strong season, guys don't don't shit on this season you're gonna find bangers in this season for sure all right but like yeah there's definitely uh, definitely a lot of sleepers but please wake up basically wake the fuck up and watch this shit right. it was good good episode i can't wait to see more matt anything else on um i'm sorry by the way i keep cutting you off but it just there's so many details and it's like you know it's so tough to fucking cut this off because there's so much shit that needs to be i know i know we're doing we're doing our best here folks God we're doing damn Fuck. Anyway, we're going to close it off with uh, Kanojo, Mo Kanojo, Girlfriend, Girlfriend. Uh, we're going to throw them a bone. They're going to be the main event, <laughs> per se. This week. Uh, but you know what? I'm okay with this because this was really fucking cute. Uh, hilarious. It's a funny fucking, and it's so awkward and it's it kind of cringy. Like, bro, like, this, they shouldn't be in this situation, bro. They really shouldn't. I know, but... I know these poor girls. <laughs> These poor girls, bro. He should have. They all should have dated each other to make it easier. Instead of, instead of Noya dating Saki and Nakisa separately, they should just all date each other. I really hope. He, what are those? The 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 the, the fan created uh, hentai's. What are those called? Dojin. Dojin. I hope we get a Dojin where he gets to fuck them all at some point. I, I'm I'm pretty sure it's out there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> speaking, speaking of Dojin, uh, the create the manga creator Nagatoro is in deep shit with his. Because he uses dojins of certain characters. Does he? Oh, yeah. I, I found this out a couple of days ago. Wow. Talk yeah, about, my, talk my, about my friend, breaking news. Oh, oh man. Uh, my friend told me about this. I'll, 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 I'll copy it to you later. <laughs> Ooh, oh, uh, no. Uh, oh, my God. He, he, he has, like, wholesome-type dojin and then gory-type dojin. Like, he, he's still doing it. Gory like murder or gory like... Uh, you know, like, like, shaky, cut, like, 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 like cutting limbs, gory. Oh shit! Whoa, whoa! What these said coming? I was like cutting. Oh no, no! Cutting, cutting. Oh no! Anyway, wow! Uh, what a sidebar. On, on, on to the episode. On to the episode. Noya is passed out after uh, Saki Saki eventually got back to the apartment. They eventually made up. Yes. Uh, talked about what stuff she could do. So yeah. Nagisa and Saki bond while Noya's passed the fuck out because he's such a he's such a champ. <laughs> For for every for everything he tried to do to help her, he's super but, this week. But uh, anyway, <laughs> they, they they decide to play games, and then uh, you find out, yeah, Nagi Sub has a fa- uh, about a thousand hours in this Call of Duty ripoff game, mm-hmm. and you find out why because she fucking sucks. She gets she's the drizzling shits for our wrestling fans out there. Yes, uh, but oh, but every death was hilarious with how they showed it. This. Had the just falling down right away, getting shot. Soon as the screen loaded. Oh, she's so bad though. She's like 1994 giant. Gonzalez. And eventually, as soon as she tries to do something, she shoots Saki instead. I couldn't help but laugh. 
that that was funny. I was like, wow. So they talk about, uh, anyway, they talk about how uh, they're rivals, but they want to be friends no matter what. They eventually yeah. form a friendship. This makes Noya happy. And they were talking about the streamer who's like, oh, is she, she's using, she's only doing this for a big boobs. And they're like, hey, wait a second. There's a school uniform, our school uniform in the background. Oh, shit. She goes to our school. But they don't make much yeah. of it. Yeah, but uh, they but they noticed the thumbnail changes the next day. Mm-hmm. So they probably found out. And you see her. Her name is mm-hmm. Rika. He's like, hey, uh, why are you guys sneaking around? Uh, is this a little freeway type? No, thing? so you skip the fact that they're having lunch very peacefully. Well, yeah, well they, they know that. It's in the gym. It's in the gym store. So they that's- take lunch, and then they, all of a sudden they're like, oh, you know, we're protected. No one's going to find out. I locked the window. What happens? She we forgot lock to it. lock the fucking window. So Rika jumps in, and they're like, oh, like it, there's a nice back and forth between them um, about, oh, they're etchy, da 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 They go back and forth, and then uh, Nagisa the whole time knows, and she keeps trying to say, like, hey. Yeah, but they kept cutting her off. Saki's trying to threaten her, and Noya's like, here's $2,000. Go. <laughs> How does he have all this money? <laughs> is 200,000 yen really $2,000? Yeah. yeah. Ten, no. Uh, I thought it was yeah. 20000 yeah, no, ten, no, the ten thousand is a hundred bucks. Oh, okay, okay, my bad. Yeah, so yeah, the two thousand yen, two thousand dollars, two thousand dollars to make Rika go away. How do you have all this money? I keep it on me just in case these moments. Like, yeah, what the in, fuck? <laughs> in case I get blackmailed for having a freeway relationship, <laughs> that that just happened a couple of days ago. Not 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 even a week ago yet. Actually, no, it's been past a week now. It's been almost, it's been about two weeks. He he stayed there for such an occasion. Like he knew it was going to happen eventually. Um, but Arika's like, I make more money than this in a week, so I don't need your life savings. Fuck off. Excuse me, fuck off. And then Nagisa finally talks, saying, Hey, are you that streamer? And like, I, I know what you're talking about. I, well, the big the big boobs make it obvious, and then you had a uniform in the background, and that's why you freaked out. And yeah. then Saki's like, Ha, we had this as an advantage. Uh, we're gonna blackmail you now. And then they're like, No, you're not doing that. Just we're calling it even. And Rika's yeah. like, Fine, but I want Noya. I want to be in this also. It was a four-way, so I want to date Noya. Eh? Eh? <laughs> and that's how it ends. And that's how it ends, dude. No, it was funny as shit, dude. I fucking laughed hysterically at that fucking at that whole twist. Take like, notes, rent a girlfriend. Yo, for real, right? You know something? I was gonna mention. Um, when I was looking at the animation this week, and I was looking at Naoya, bro, his eyes are fucking creepy, dude. Like his eyes, like they look like abusive eyes. Like if you ever look at a the little, eyes, a, a little bit, you know, I'm I'm looking at him right now as you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, dude, like if you look at his eyes, like bro, like he looked like possessive as fuck. Those eyes are oh. super possessive, in my opinion. I and that turned me off a little bit to seeing like because of how intense he is. You know, he's 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 innocent. Like the, you know, guys, let's be honest. It's a really odd dynamic. It's an inappropriate dynamic that in American standards would not fucking fly. What the fuck, soever. But. Given it's anime, given it's Japan, like it's okay. But like, bro, when I look at this guy's fucking eyes, like they look so fucking possessive. Like if you were, if they, like, bro, like if there was any other character trait besides the nice innocent trait that he has, like, and his with his intensity, like, bro, I would be dead ass scared for these girls with looking at the right? fucking. I would be super scared. Like, bro, are you okay? Like, is he abusing you? Like, does he sodomize you at night? Like, it looks like yeah. it. I mean, he also voices Rengoku, so that creepy stare comes into play here. 
Oh, is he the same? The same. Seiyu? He's fucking Rengoku, yes. Oh, I forgot to say that for the Seiyu for remake. By the way, the girl for uh for Eiko is the same girl that plays Yui, the same girl that plays Rem. Like, bro, like she just yeah, and uh, realist hero, what you call and it? Uh, hero. Ka- Kazuya, he he's he's a uh, Senku from Doctor Stone, and he's Subaru. Like, yeah, bro. Like, no, but I was really just making the point. Okay, that's cool. I, I get that. But, like, the point is just, like, the girl just... She constantly get girls that are going to get rejected. Because we basically alluded to the fact that Aiko's probably going to get rejected. Like, bro, if I was her, I would definitely fucking ask for uh, some sort of uh, some sort of lead character where he where she gets the guy that she wants. Instead yeah. of being a rejected girl. Anyway, we digress. Right. Um, anyway, closing thoughts for summer this week. Um, Like I said, uh, Girlfriend Girlfriend was hilarious. Um, I can't wait to watch Uramichi, um, and I can't wait to watch uh, Slime. We'll review those next week. Um, again, guys, I, I sound like a broken record, but God damn it, this is such a good season, especially the ones that we go in-depth on. Please, if there's any of the animes that are that we talk about, like all the ones that we go in-depth, the ones that we're sharing, whether just any of those, I just please, 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 please watch it. You will be thoroughly, thoroughly pleased. I, I guarantee you. If out of yeah, and, and, and we will happily talk to you, whether it's pu- public, private, we'll happily talk to you about why we recommend it. Yeah, for sure, dude. So a, a, another great week. Um, and I'm looking forward to to what this week holds. Um, by the way, speaking of uh, Rem's uh, voice actor, um, we have a fan question. Uh, we're gonna, but we're gonna answer this after this, uh, this final commercial break. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All righty, we're back, folks. And then this is our final section of the evening. We have a fan question. We have a fan question from our favorite, not so favorite, admin Marte from Eat the Cake Group. By the way, um, I guess we'll talk about it in the plugs, but I might as well bring it up here since Marte is one of the admins for the group. Matthew is a mod. I'm an admin for our process, our pro, our progenitor for this anime, Eat the Cake Anime. If you search us up on Facebook, Eat the Cake Anime, um, you'll see the um the background is still uh the 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 the, the tribute to the the how the uh, Wow, fuck the the Demon Lord uh, anime the mangaka who died, um, Demon King Academy. Anyway, right. um, please add, go, go on there, add us, um, add yourself there. That's our community where we freely talk about all things anime. Um, there is a question in the in the uh, in the ad. Did you hear us from there? Please say yes. We'll shout you out. All of that. Anyway, Marte is one of the admins along with myself and 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 uh, Matt, and he wants to know um, who are our favorite waifus. And who's the best waifu from ReZero? Is it going to be Amelia, or is it going to be Rem? Or is it going to be Beatrice, for those who like lolis? I, I love how those are the only two options. I mean, do you want to... Who's the other girl that's a guy? That could be an option. That's uh, an option. Felix? Felix, yeah. Oh, I, mean, I, I, I love Felix. Felix, yeah. Felix is, Felix is kawaii, for oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a knight, and, it, and he heals. Bro, Felix... Yeah. Is Felix, is Felix the ultimate trap in that's a, that's that's one of my um is the ultimate trap uh, Tosuka from um Origaru. I thought you were gonna say the one character from uh from Asphalo or something like that. No, I thought you were gonna say the character from the the anime you watched last season and the season finale. <laughs> which which one was that? 
uh the um damn it the the the, the one from that was the konosuba made by konosuba people um oh the chimera no that's because tiger man is the fucking man <laughs> <laughs> Tiger thought, Man don't care. Tiger Man, no, um, no, he but prefers uh, it that way. <laughs> so, uh, Totsuya, you said from fucking Oregaro. Yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, Uh man, uh, the creator knew that uh, he would have won. That's why they they toned him down in seasons two and three to like a background character. Uh, yeah, you know he was gonna win, bro. The Yaoi vibes were so real between him and Hachiman, like, bro. He he was falling for it. I would say, you know what? I am okay with this. Please give me. That would have been odd, but I would have loved it too. Like, I'm sorry. I would have laughed to see Yui and Yukinoshita lose to a, a little boy character that like is the little I, trap character. I, yeah, again, he was fucking adorable. I would have fuck. <laughs> oh my god, man, that was my funny. god. My god damn. Between <laughs> Felix and 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 uh, Tosia, Tosia, right? Tosuka. Tosuka, my bad. Go minasai. All right. Uh, uh, anyway, we're gonna go with three zero. We have Felix, we have Ram, we have Rem, we have Beatrice for the lollies, we have Emilia. Uh, please not that little girl, for the love of God. Yeah, no, please. You yeah, no. fucking people. And uh, Frenzica. Well, we, we can add her too. That, that other maid, the, the animal. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Frenzica. She, uh, she counts if you're, if you're a fairy. Oh, but what about, uh, what's her face too? Um, Any of the witches? Oh, Echidna. Oh, ooh. Oh, Echidna and, bro, a lot of those witches. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't think I. Ekidana is the main one. Ekidana is the main one. Satella, if you're into creepy fucking death. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, no, that's just creepy. That's a yande. If you're into yande, it's... <laughs> oh man. Um. By all means. <laughs> I mean, bro. To me, the easy answer is Rem. I'm gonna go with Rem just because. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, Subaru is an idiot. Because Subaru likes Amelia, and I like Amelia. A lot of people don't like Amelia, especially if you're on Team Rem. You hate Amelia. Like well, I don't. Well, well that's the thing, though. I, I just because Rem wasn't that great of a character in season one. That's why people don't like her. Uh. Because she, she was just a crybaby, more or less. I didn't mind it though. I, I, I guess she was still good though, but that was one of one of the main, bro, main reasons why people Rem, didn't like her. Rem sold me when she basically tried to sell Subaru the a perfect future, literally. Yeah. Let's run away. Let's make babies. I want to be the mother of your children. I love you. Yeah, no, no. She said she, she said no. She said she said no to run away. She said she would have loved it, but it's like, yeah. no, it ain't happening. Sorry. And then he said no. And it's like, you're a fucking moron. Because Amelia doesn't want any of that. Amelia, and Amelia, especially in season two, she got exponentially better in season two, which is why I don't mind the ship now between Amelia and Subaru, even though I'm still Team Rem. I don't mind the ship now because of all amazing, how amazing they are in season two. Yeah. But, I mean, goddamn, bro, how you fuck that up? That's just, I would, you know what I would, bro, you know how many people I would kill to fucking have a, a woman present? A Rem? A Rem. Uh, bro, I would love a fucking Rem. Golly, Fuck. Uh, uh, no, no, she, she's a great character, and uh, I'm right. uh, I can't, I can't wait for her to come back eventually. I hope so, and I hope he's, she won't. Ram, but. Ram is like the little sister that you just want to suffocate because how she says these horrible things, but you still love her. Yeah, so I think we're both Team Ram. Are you saying you're Team Ram too? I love Amelia, but yeah, I gotta go with Ram. 
Yeah, we're both. And Millie's a, be- and Millie's a better character, but Rem is is the better waifu material because we're good. We're judging we're judging this by waifu, so yes, that's the key. Though. Yeah, we're not. We're, yeah, we're not doing better character. That's not better character. Yeah, better obviously. waifu material. <laughs> obviously, the character that does stuff is gonna be better than the character that's comatose. But <laughs> well, I'm well, yeah, she 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 can't feel what's gonna happen next. <laughs> oh, hey, 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 hey. no. <laughs> Bro, he has to say yes. What the fuck, bro? He has to say fucking yes. What are you gonna do? Fucking hold her mouth? Yeah, super. Bro. She, she, can, she can. She can hear everything. No, you nasty son of a bitch. I can't. I, don't do that, folks. Please. <laughs> we we at Talk to Kiki, our team rim. We at Talk to Kiki do not condone fucking uh, inappropriate fucking non-consensual no. non-consensual acts of, of sexuality, including. Having sexual intercourse with comatose uh, bodies. We are, we are, we're fucking around. Please, we do not, we do not condone it at all. For the love of Christ, especially when they're comatose. If you do it, blame Matt because he's the one who actually made that joke. No, no, we're gonna blame Amelia. <laughs> God damn it! All right, so we—that's our, um, that's our re-zero waifus. Let's just go real quickly. Who, what are your, who is your overall waifu? We talked about this before, I think, but let's just reiterate. Who's your waifu? You, you first. I need to think about it. I need, I need, I need to actually think about it. I always my my waifu is easy. And again, for those who haven't heard any of my other previous rants about Clanad, Clanad is the anime that has shaped my like slice of life life. Um, it's shaped my life as a whole. Um, just godly, bro. Like, just I love Nagisa, bro. Just in terms of everything that she stands for. The type of girl that she is, the type of struggle that she faced, the type of girl that she is to Tomoya. Um, I mean, fuck, bro. It, she is truly like touching, and her relationship, um, and how it develops, how she gives birth to Ushio. Um, as someone who, I, I'll be very candid, as someone who's had two miscarriages with with two different women in my life and then the desire for me to have children like just seeing that dynamic how she gave birth to that girl through and and the struggles that that family faced um it means the fucking world to me to see her especially at the end you know you'll if you watch clan ed you'll go through so many different emotions and you'll feel fucking heartbreak on heartbreak on exacerbating pain in your heart just watching this show but the way Nagisa is portrayed, the way she acts, um, especially in the end, as we get closer to the season finale of After Story, I can't stress it enough. If you ever want the most down, down to earth, centralized, down for her man, beautiful, touching, sweet, innocent, loving girl, fuck, you have Nagisa though. Like it's it's got to be Nagisa. Very close to me would be freaking. Um, What's her face? Toru from Fruits Baskets, because she's another one that's on that same level. Right. Um, but because of the impact that Clan Ad made for me, like I'm gonna always, always say Nagisa's my waifu for for fucking life, in my opinion. Right? No, no, no I I agree on that one. Uh, anyway, what about you, Matthew? Now that I uh, got my <laughs> sad story out the way, and I no, opened no, myself my, up my, to our audience more. My, mine, mine's just basic. It's uh, Android 18 or Lapis Lazuli. The real name. <laughs> However you want to call her. I'm sorry. Like, she's a badass. So I, I know you fall on the LGBTQ spectrum, Matthew, for those who don't know. So does she follow on that? Because she's not really a woman? Well, she's, well, 
she's a cyborg, so. But I mean, she's not. But she's, biolog- she's not biologically a woman. Well, she was one at first. She was a uh, cyborg at first. No, 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 she was a human. Then Jero. Was she human? Uh, yeah. I thought they were all synthetic. No, no, no. Seventeen and eighteen were human until Jero got to them. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, and then genet- and modified them. Oh shit! Yeah, the, yeah. They technically, yeah, they technically are. Yes, Lazuli was a girl. Eighteen was a girl. Like she was a human girl, and now she's a cyborg girl. Oh. And um, yeah, like I said, uh, if you want to get past that, yeah, she's she's a badass. Uh, even after the Cell Saga, she's. She's a she's a carrot she's a Karen mother. She loves Krillin no matter what. Krillin is the true champ. Krillin punched the fuck up. He you talk about punching above your weight class when you get with somebody who you have no shot of getting or don't deserve right? getting anybody. God damn it, that's fucking Krillin, bro. Like he, no, I'm sorry, he he was a fucking Krillin he, is he, the real enemy. He fuck, he he fucking won. He's a champ. Not Kakarot, not Vegeta, not Dead Gohan. Fucking Krillin. Yeah, dude. Oh, speaking of DBZ, real quick. Um, I know we didn't do a new section this week because we're due to we're even though we still probably going a little long, but um, due to time constraints, we didn't do a new section. Um, D- new DBZ movies coming out. Um, in twenty twenty two, they announced uh, right. last week that uh the new DBZ super movie is coming out. Um, it's going to be featuring a superhero of some sort. Some speculation. It might be great. Say a man. Um, some disappointment along with that speculation. But um, I'm looking forward to it. Just wanted to throw that little tidbit out there. And while we're talking about news, another quick tidbit. Um, for those who like Vinland Saga, they mentioned that season two is going to retain the majority of the of the workers um, that worked on season one. So you're going to expect more of the same quality um, that the fans and you guys appreciated uh, with season one of Vinland Saga. Um, any other quick news and notes, Matt? Uh, no, I think that's about it for the quick news. Uh, I really get a chance to uh, read anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I said, we, we told us our waifus. I, I said 18 is, again, badass mm-hmm. woman. Uh, androids are awesome. And then mm-hmm. a great great mom, great fighter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, loves Krillin for who he is. And that's just, mm-hmm. uh, that's just amazing. She could have had anybody. Mm-hmm. Nope, Krillin. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm the going. Punch, the human punching bag human gets punch- the hottest babe. <laughs> You know something? At least he's not Yamcha. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. He's he's married to Fidel and has a kid. <laughs> what? Oh, no, no. oh, you son of a bitch! You <laughs> son of a bitch! I mean, Fidel, Fidel's Fidel's great, but we don't. Even, he's married to Yamcha. We don't. You know what? You don't deserve this, your plugs. Let's just end this podcast right now. All right, guys. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, all right. We're wrapped. We talked our cake. We ate it. A full cake. Uh, talk to KQ is closed. You can follow me at Damien Phoenix 12 on Twitter. Uh, you can see my anime nonsense, wrestling nonsense. Uh, you can follow me on my uh, AJ, All Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, uh, Suwama Station. We are on YouTube. And we want to thank Tearshot Radio for having us on there. Mm-hmm. As there are many, multiple lovely podcasts with uh, wrestling and entertainment. Mm-hmm. We are fulfilling the entertainment section with anime. Mm-hmm. And we want to thank W2M Network for being mm-hmm. there with us. Thanks, Sean, for the editing. Even uh, though he's trying to fucking get us to shorten up. But... Hey, now! <laughs> Whatever. We're being professional here. I'm always going to... Today's take little digs at Sean Day. He only listen to this one. He'll, he'll go it. So I can't wait to hear his, he, he uh, said, he says it. Out, he says it out of love. By the way, Sean, I haven't gotten my clips of fruit baskets, you son of a bitch. God damn it. <laughs> that was being edited out. Uh, that probably will be fucking edited out, but I want my, my fruits baskets clips. I want them. 
So it's time for a basket of fruits. Apples, oranges, limes. Give it I to will... him already. Oh, Lord. Anyway, through your plugs, damn it. Ah, uh, damn it. Um, you, can, you can find me on Twitter at Showstopper24, S-H-O-S-T-O-P-P-A-2-4. You can catch me on my anime Instagram, A-I underscore anime24, I anime24. Um, if you go in the link tree, you can find all of my links there. Um, you can find my other podcast uh, Instagram as well, podcast.senpai. You can catch me on there for some more content as well. Um, within the link tree, you'll find all of my podcasts. Shout out to the Orlando Tragics podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud, um, Apple Music now, and Spotify. You can find me on uh, MMA for Mark. Shout out Andy. Um, we are on YouTube for that one where we talk about the latest and greatest in MMA and combat sports. And, of course, you can find me here um, on uh, Talk to Kiki. Um, any other uh, news and notes? Uh, uh, no, we, we did, we, we did our fake news. I meant to say uh, plug. God damn it. Anyway, arigato, Enato Ofaku, and sayonara. Sayonara, minasan!